Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. Eleven. Yeah. That was my uh, third try. It fell into my lap uh, one, which I think is an app. Okay, so that cancels out. But did you roll with advantage then or what? The second time it also fell off of there okay. and into right. like a crux between my book <laughs> and the keyboard. Okay, what so out of What are you doing bounds. to their, your dice that they are trying so hard to get away from you? <laughs> well, you know, they live in their tiny little prison all the time and maybe they just want to be free. But you know what? You can't. You signed a contract and you are mine. Back in with you. <laughs> There it goes. This is this is a worrying backstory for the dice. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, once their once their contract is up, they're free to go. Is that what happened to mine? That that cursed cursed dice yes. die. Or you, the contract didn't go through. Oh. We have a rich backstory here. Well, that was a lot of absolute buckus. Welcome back, <laughs> everybody. It's time to level up. sort bupkis because that is one of my highlighted words in my notes right now oh <laughs> we'll get there okay I can't but it is level it. up time we did leg day in math class so mm-hmm. we have all the stats now mm-hmm. we are ready to really you know bump it up a notch or two really start making a name for ourselves here for the thunderman we have Fitz is amping up his sorcery. Mm-hmm. You love to hear it. I'm so glad that he did define what his magic using skills are, too. Yes. What's kind of funny, I started out my D&D life playing wizard and never mm-hmm. since have never I played again. a magic user. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think most I people know. tend to go wizard over sorcerer, too, which is interesting because sorcerer, like, I mean, I guess people want you know the bigger the bigger toy store uh with the wizard but this this stuff about <laughs> precision with sorcery um yeah that's definitely like i mean precision is good with magic you would think like if you're gonna make sure. a giant fireball or something you definitely want to know where that's going maybe you're a little chaotic and you don't care as long as you got 48 other hundred spells to do <laughs> i did think that uh those the what was it called twin spell yeah. the upcoming feature that he that he can have of of being able to target two enemies at the same time like i thought that was mm-hmm. a really cool like in terms of things that you might want for your magic using ability that one seemed pretty appealing yeah now i haven't because i haven't played dungeons and dragons in a very long time and i don't know if i ever played a magic user in any of these small small campaigns i did try but i've played like world of warcraft and i actually just got back into it so like in warcraft you have like area of effect spells Mm -hmm. which will like cast on a big area but so Mm -hmm. So is having a spell like a twin spell different? That's like I can take one spell and use it on so two people. So some at once. spells are this are that they are okay. area the of effect. Area. Like this yeah. is a thirty range, a sixty mm-hmm. range, whatever it might be. Yeah, and then Which some are on a creature, like okay. cast on one creature, and so that would be the one that he. Okay, I can cast it on two now instead of just the one. Okay, cool. Well done, Fitz. That's a good move. It sounds like it. Keep it in your cap. Also, speaking of good moves, Argo, acrobatic as fit. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, my God. Boy. Yeah, I'm really hoping there's going to be some kind of whatever the fantasy version of a, a hallway <laughs> filled with lasers is or something Ooh, where Argo yeah. can really use <laughs> It could be even if it's like, I don't know, some sort of like Indiana Jones traps and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or they could just set up some kind of um, uh, course. 
What are they called? Ropes mm, course. Obstacle course. That's it. I was thinking very specifically an obstacle course that you would set up in your house on a bored, rainy Saturday mm. when you're children. And you're <laughs> like, okay, crawl through this, over this, hop, 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 like, you know. Now, are they, they do all it doing it or is it just for Argo? Because, well, you answer. Is Are they all doing it or is it just for Argo? I think they would all do it, but Argo <laughs> would have to go first because I believe the Furbolg would probably just plow through everything. Yeah. Mm, okay. And then they'd have to set it up again. Yeah. I think Fitz would probably have Snippers do it for him. <gasps> mm. Cute. Yeah, that might take him a minute, but... Yeah, he can run it first, and then the fear bulb can barrel through. And now let's focus in on the fear bulb, who uh, there's not much going on for him this time. See, this is where I wrote, fear bulb gets bupkis. He, mm. he got nothing. Except for, apparently, I love the stuff Justin came up with with super listening mm -hmm. <laughs> and receipt finding. I would find that to be the most valuable spell, and uh, particularly for the Fearbulg, who you know is keeping tabs on yes, all of their finances. Yeah. I mean, it's very good for him especially. If I was DMing this, I think I would have written down in a notebook, like, receipt finding, just to bring that back at some point just, when they least yeah. expect it, just for my own amusement and for, for his amusement. <laughs> I hope it does come back. Well, and never has there been a D&D &D campaign that would relate back to it so easily. As much as this one, absolutely. And you know what? At the same time, while he is very good now at super listening and finding his receipts, I, I appreciate that Fitz offers to uh, kind of personal train him, and they're going to really work out. <laughs> Fitz, of course, invites Argo. And to me, this whole moment is just apparently these two are checking each other out all the time because he's talking about <laughs> how hard Argo's body is. And that's why I had to ask if it was just him running the obstacle course. Because if it was, then I was going to say this is just an excuse for Fitzroy and the Fearful oh, to keep looking at Argo. You know. Which, I mean, it might be anyway. That was definitely the ruse. It's That's the first part. Yeah. Yes. And then it's you guys come play too oh no look now we're all no, giggling no. in a pile oh. of pillows <laughs> so how did this happen that's exactly what it was okay mm -hmm. going all the way back to that Fitz sets it up he's like this is gonna be great and yeah. does it and Argo does it and they're just watching you know like yeah. really like you know watching and then yeah. Argo's like well now your turn and then Fitz invites the furball to go who will knock it all down then he just can't oh no like oh no oh it's my gosh look what happened oh, oh we fell with the pillows <laughs> totally oh, accidentally yes. and that's leveling up <laughs> <laughs> time to go shopping uh, love a trip to Barnes and Nobles <laughs> back at last in our sweet store uh, of course the fear bowl goes first because Justin's the oldest <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny because our family would do that too where we like we would take turns like opening Christmas presents and it would always be like okay start with mom and dad they're the oldest <laughs> and then it's the oldest sister but not in this family, not in the McElroy family. <laughs> but I do love the fairness that is yeah. involved. Yes. They did a great job. And even with the fairness, they kept taking <laughs> each other's <laughs> things. I know. It is funny how this laid out. But, you know, in the end, it's always a team effort. It is. I mean, they're all going to mm -hmm. use, like, the, whatever items they get are kind of going to benefit them as a group. So, exactly. you know, it's not a competition. Boys. Exactly. 
Because, yeah, what did they get? I wrote it all down. The so navigational we got yarn. Some navigational yarn. And mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. dark machinations is a furball going to get up to with this? Because Justin seemed very excited about yeah. it. And about Jeez, how cheap it always. was. Yeah. I That's mean, something. this is a really cool tool, but it seems like one of those things that either the scenario in which you can use it is going to arise, or it absolutely is not. And it does nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah. It might never be used again. Maybe that's why it was so cheap. I was wondering, uh, can you knit a sweater with it? Or perhaps yeah. a scarf or one large oh, a scarf, scarf. Because a scarf you would cannot be good, right? cut it. Yes. Yeah. Scarf would be good because then like the scarf, scarf maybe would, would the good. scarf like levitate and point the right direction? How would that work? Sure. Listen, we're going to have to contact the creator. <laughs> yeah, because like either that or you'd have to unravel the scarf to use it. But it would be a practical way mm-hmm. to store it. It'd just be a functional way to store it. Yeah, yeah. A little ruse. People wouldn't mm. know what magic you possess. Right. They are going to have to keep this away from the spectral cat. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Oh, That's my totally goodness. True. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Let's see what else. We got Fitz got the Trapper Keeper, which has something to do with holding At- his Pokemon. They didn't no, he land didn't. on that for too long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. He did he- get that. They just didn't talk about it, really. Yeah. And then because then he also got the other thing that, Bernie, obviously you cannot wait to talk about. So go for it. Oh, see, I missed that entirely. I thought he nixed the Trapper Keeper to get the early bird 5,000. Yeah, that was what I thought, too. But now now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not certain. Hmm. I thought he got both. I was not Just keeping because... track of the, the monetary uh, responsibility <laughs> of these boys. I wasn't. <laughs> Nor I, because I'm not a furbolg. And it would track that uh, Fitz would be like, more, more of my gold, more things. Let me catch all the animals. Well, sure, if you've got the money. Yeah, I think he I think he substituted the glove. Although this could be the kind of situation where later he could make the argument of like having snuck the candy bar or the you know, like the, the fruity pebbles like underneath the, the things that, that mom had to buy. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't notice until they checked out, so it's his now. Like, oh god, I guess get it. I'm gonna put it up on the board on a post-it note, just because I can't go back and check right now to make sure he didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, I might I might have just missed that line. I think I was thinking about uh the trapper keeper being I, that I was, I was, I really liked that as an item. Um, yeah, I think I saw that early on. I think that maybe Travis had tweeted about some of the items or something. I'm sure that I saw something. The trapper keeper came up before because uh, uh-huh. I was very jealous that someone had had submitted that instead of me. <laughs> See, and I think I was just already so excited about the early bird five thousand that he mm-hmm. said I will get that as long as the bird is Leon, and I was like, that's great. Yeah, it's absolutely this. great. Now you can just have your friend with you whenever you need to call him, Animorph style. Here comes Tobias to help you out. <laughs> and we do learn um, some bird lingo, which I've always <laughs> wanted to know about bird for yes, bird for no. Mm. Yeah, it's important. And then Justin starts losing his mind and tells everyone to let's let's keep moving. I'm with Justin right now. Let's keep moving. <laughs> Argo gets a slap city in, which is a <laughs> bracelet. It's a slap bracelet slash blade which i love i would wear those how do you not Mm. cut yourself with it i guess because it's magic it doesn't ever cut the user it it could be that maybe you also like wear it with like a leather bracer or something yeah see because i Mm. i was uh i was banned from wearing slap bracelets to school (laughs) Uh, i remember everybody yeah well i mean i think because (laughs) i think the real reason was that or the fundamental reason that they weren't talking about was because it was kind of annoying because people did tend to play with them. Of course. And if you're a child, you don't really care that it's going slap, slap, 
slap. But if you're trying yeah. to teach somebody mm-hmm. math, maybe not it's so much. But but yeah. my school uh, came up with this. There was somebody had told them this like uh, urban legend that because they had mm-hmm. metal inside them, which they did have metal inside them, um, mm-hmm. that it could break through and that it could slice your wrist open. And oh. that you like okay. and they, they had this whole thing about like, oh, children are going to be bleeding out on the floor from these bracelets because they're so incredibly dangerous. Now, I, I had one that did the the metal did poke through a little bit. I did not hurt myself with it at all. It was not sharp well, sure. in any way. <laughs> yeah. But so this was like the perfect. This is also the item that I would have gone for because I would have like, yeah. finally there's some sort of weird <laughs> justice truth. in this. Yes, yeah. That, that I wasn't allowed to wear my slapper bracelets anymore, which I was not slapping in math class for the record. Sure. Uh, I was I was doing that on my own time. But uh, <laughs> but now now it really is a blade. Oh, you thought they were dangerous before? Get a load of this one. <laughs> Thanks for the idea. Yeah, I would Teach. like I would like to hear from the person who created this item if, if this was a problem at their school as well, that this urban legend Maybe. was going around with their teachers too. Right. So those were like kind of the big purchases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the big ones. Because uh, then there was also the monocle of misdirection, uh, the pocket watch of second chances, mm-hmm. the ink eraser, and of course the jar, the jar of, of bees, bees. is jar of in bees. our possession. I assume from the way that Travis read it that it was bees? Question mark like on the uh, the Cards <laughs> Against Humanity card, everyone's favorite Cards Against Humanity card. That could be it. What is so great about that description? I feel like that would be in a D and D straight up like. It's a jar of bees. Yeah, like, sure. I thought that item was, was brilliant. That was that was my favorite. I think it, they were all really, really good, but that one was my favorite. I mm-hmm. think it's it's just a classic. You know, it can harken back to so many things. It's easy and it's believable. You got mm-hmm. a jar of bees. You can throw it at your enemies. It's very right? Zelda. It's very, I was just going to say, it's yeah. very Zelda. It's very multi-purpose, <laughs> too. You know, Absolutely. Think of all the scenarios in which you could utilize a jar of bees. Mm-hmm. Or just a jar. Let the bees out. Now you've yes. got a jar. Still functional. Mm-hmm. You never know if you're going to have to catch a fairy, if you're going to have to take the magic water from the Deku tree <laughs> and take it over to the other person who needs it. You never right. know. This jar will be There could be, be a witch useful. brewing up some potion. Mm-hmm. You got a After jar. these bees are out of the jar. Mm-hmm. Unless they were the return to the jar, which would be even more magical than I can imagine <laughs> in this moment. We'll have to wait and see. But for now, we're off. We have to go see this unsettling tree. And what the hell do you make of this thing? I assumed it was bad Photoshop. Mm. I was picturing the trees from Animal Crossing. Oh. I could not overwrite that in my mind. As soon as he was saying that it was it was like too perfect, I started thinking yeah. about the trees in <laughs> Animal Crossing, which I do. I love those trees. They're very good trees. Not a complaint about cute. Animal Crossing's modeling decisions. Ooh, and they do very consistently produce the same fruits of the same type. And oh, yeah, they do. I think we've landed on something here. <laughs> If you shake it, either wasps or uh, possibly a piece <laughs> mm-hmm. of furniture will fall out. Some sticks. Maybe a hundred bells. Yeah. They should shake it just to be sure. I mean. Just to be sure. <laughs> there could be an armoire up there. We don't know. <laughs> you don't know until you check. Uh, but we also get some information about the two herds of centaurs. Yes. And it's basically nerds versus the jocks. The jocks and the nerds. Yeah. Exactly. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Although the jocks kind of sound like theater kids because this this first jock that they meet is so melodramatic. Oh, it's a... I'm, I've I've jumped ahead slightly, but I do yeah. I did want to bring that up when we were talking about the centaur herds. Yeah, it's a dangerous combination of theater jocks. I see. <laughs> I can't wait to meet this other herd and find out what their dangerous combo is. What's their subset? They're the popular nerds, maybe. Hmm. That could be it. We'll have to wait till the next episode on that one. We'll can't see. wait to find out. 
Well, that's it. Good episode, ladies. Just kidding. <laughs> we did it. We're going to leave our horses here and walk the rest of the way to the rest of this episode. I'm so glad that we got some, you know, I'm going to leave the chat so I'm in the dark about what's going to happen from Justin. Because this is what I wanted a couple episodes mm-hmm. ago. I want him to, like, yeah. put the, take yeah. your headphones off. You get you don't get to know anything. Right. I was entertained that we had just been having this conversation about yeah. wondering if he if he had ever done that or anyone had ever done that. Uh, and here it is. Here it is. And of course, like I remembered them doing it a, a, a million years ago during mm-hmm. Balance, at the very start mm-hmm. of Balance. And so that's where I was like, oh, let's bring that back. So I'm glad it's here. We're using it again so that <laughs> the fear bulb really can't uh, start freaking out because he knows too much. Mm-hmm. But don't stick dice in your ears, please. Please, don't, you don't. don't you don't, don't, don't have them, to do don't that. Don't stick them in your ears. He could. He had his fingers in his ears. I don't know why Fitz was being so insistent on shoving dice in there. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a reason. I got nothing. Who knows? Um, just wanted to justify having those dice in his inventory. Maybe. I mean, I guess. Why were they in there? I, I remember them talking about that very early on. You get with a lot of the characters or uh, classes, you do get some kind of like weird gaming stuff, like cards. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah a pack of cards yeah, and dice. Something to do. Is it rogues or one of the one of them? The the base class. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that's included. You know, like if you're rogue, you get thieves tools, that kind of thing. Where right. It's like, yeah. Yeah. You have a pack that has these couple of things in it. Yeah. Okay. Sort of like you know, you grab your purse, and there are a couple of things in there that are always sure. in there, and you have right. absolutely no idea why, but they're just there. Like your dice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A travel version of Monopoly. Your switchblade, so that you can play that that game where you try not to stab your fingers on the table. And a slap bracelet. <laughs> That's our pull. What's in your purse? In fairness, there was an Adventure Zone show years ago. I forget which one, where somebody, I think Clint didn't have a D20. And Griffin was like, does anyone have any dice? And of course, somebody did. Of course. Um, so, you know, you never I'm know. I'm not going to lie. I literally always have a D20 in my purse. Well, you have to. Any dungeon master worth his weight in gelding goes nowhere without his 20-sided die. What if you have to roll for initiative? Exactly. You never want to not have it. I'm just uh-huh. saying. <laughs> also, it's very pretty. Well, that's that's a must. So anyway, Argo and Fitz are scheming. Mm-hmm. And they do, they're like suggesting swapping the apple, uh, killing the god of the forest. But, you mm-hmm. know, I've seen Princess Mononoke. Don't do that. Don't, Don't do yeah, that. Yeah, that seems like a, that's, yeah, the Fitz, Fitz was having another one of those moments where you're like, oh, yeah, you are kind of a villainous person, aren't you? He is. <laughs> kind of going to the darkest possibility here. I mean, it's definitely a problem because what they do with the apples is so different. Yes. The, the right. centaurs of the valley need to split it in half and use it to read the future and the wood centaurs need to burn it in this ceremonial fire although it does seem like uh-huh. you could split it read the future and then, and then burn, burn it, it. That's right. because exactly you can't do it thought. the other way around but you no. definitely can do it that way mm-hmm. you can absolutely do it that way and they do sort of land on that later but i'm with yes. you like that's once you parse out what they're exactly doing with it you're like well you could all Use right. the one apple yeah. for both of these things. But of it course, the larger problem is they need the apple. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely an issue. And you don't want to charge as good as a baked apple is. Of course. Um, I don't think that's what Higglemas was looking for. Mm-hmm. That's where at this moment they're still like, okay, we don't have quite enough information to decide exactly what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And just as they're wrapping up and getting the fear bug, the dice out. <laughs> Don't touch those anymore. Wow. All of a sudden, oh, somebody's here to accost us. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, I I would never trust a random satyr oh, coming out of the woods. No, just no. just never. I mean, I think that's that's like a life lesson for all of us that that's probably going to go badly for you. Listen, there is again. I just started playing uh, World of Warcraft again. In the Night Elf, like, home, whatever. They're, like, home base. They're big home tree. There's a little quest you can pick up from a satyr, and it's bad. You're not supposed to talk to that guy. So it's it's just, it's known. It is known. Don't talk to the satyr randomly trying to get at you in the woods. Just don't do it. This guy was at least very upfront immediately that, like, this is a holdup. And I'm gonna yeah. rob you. I mean, at first he does he does try to like, you know, charm sure. them, calls them fancy gentlemen, which of course oh, fits loved. all about that. Well, thank you. Mm. He knew exactly how to get that one. You don't make it difficult, Fitz, right? <laughs> and I think coming at him that way, it turns into suddenly like, well, maybe he does need the money. Maybe we should I just d- be nice to I'm like, you boys are not villains. I appreciate that, yes, they did kind of, maybe we're going to work with him, but then it was, no, he's robbing you, my babes, don't. But also, Fitz seems very delighted about, are we being robbed? Oh. Just like, you could see the little emoji following that, just like big eyes, wide smile, oh my gosh, it's happening. This is what a robbery feels like, okay. But it does get to the point where it's, you know, a little less conversation, a little more action. And it was right there. I don't know why they didn't go with that term. <laughs> boys, on, boys, it's all right. They can't listen. You can't always bat 100. It's not always going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Some stuff has to get left on the table. Well, and I suppose from their perspective, it would have seemed fairly ballsy, right? Because there's three of them. And this one satyr, except unfortunately, sometimes the satyr has an ogre in the woods, I guess. If the satyr's smart, yes, there will be backup. Mm -hmm. An ogre with a boulder in the woods is worth more (laughs) than one satyr not in the woods. (laughs) That's the classic saying. And okay, so speaking of this boulder then, flying, which would have done so much damage. Like, these are the things where I'm like, thank God you all made your dexterity saving throws. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, when Argo makes his 25 on his throw, Griff, you hear him mumble, uh, Christ alive in the background. And I'm like, that's canon. That's Fitz hitting the ground, seeing Argo just like flipping gracefully through the air and just muttering that like, Christ alive. Look at him go. And that's why he's, maybe that's why he stays prone for a moment. He was just in awe of his his, his companion right now. Mm-hmm. I support that. So made, beautiful. Argo made the perfect landing and they're lying on the ground. <laughs> like, <laughs> In oh, the dirt. He is good, isn't he? Even the satyr for a moment was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go after that one. <laughs> well, the gang seems to have that same feeling of we're gonna all go after the satyr. Yeah. An interesting choice. But Okay. Mm-hmm. He's like the brains of the operation. It's like when you attack the one who seems less dangerous, but is capable possibly of healing or assisting the other one. Mm. I thought it was a good move. And we did get to commit our first murder, <laughs> our first real murder of the yeah. of the campaign, I think, right? Yeah, I, I think, think it, yeah, so. It if was. we're assuming, yeah, that all of the imps just kind of disappeared back to demon world or wherever they hailed from. And this one not only was their first murder, I it was interesting the way it played out in that uh, it was the satyr trying to get away and <laughs> mm-hmm. Argo them being able to take the uh, opportunity attack or whatever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Attack of opportunity. Yeah. Ooh, got him. Yeah. Very, very roguelike. Absolutely. This is how it went down. It would play out very well in the live action or the animation or whatever this is going to be. Mm-hmm. Like him making a hit against Argo, who, who used his dodge that he just gained. So he only took a little bit of that hit. And then as the satyr's trying to leave, Argo's like, oh, hell no. 
boom, I just murdered you. Oh, that was that yeah. was a lot. Another point towards their villainy. Good job, oh. boys. Well, they kind of do like a strategic 180, though, immediately after this, because the fear bulb uses charm person on the ogre instead yeah. of Classic. instead of a physical Classic attack. Ploy. I mean, this was a this was a good strategy because, you know, that this character he, real high in physical strength, really mm-hmm. probably going to do badly on a wisdom saving throw. Yeah. Well, and I like that it speaks so much to the characters, too. Not that like it says yeah. a whole lot, but like the fact that. Fitz and Argo immediately attacked the satyr, and then Fearbolg, maybe even just in tandem with what they were doing, to be like, okay, let me quell some of the attack. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just charm this one. And so I don't know if it says, you know, I'm not trying to make, like, statements on Fitzroy and Argo, but I do think it speaks to the Fearbolg that that was his, yeah. what he thought to do with mm-hmm. uh, keeping the ogre from hurting them more than he could. Yeah, and he he also, I mean, this is very in character for the Fear Bulb because he doesn't just use Charm Person. Like, he could have done anything with the Charm Person. This is true. But what he does is, like, try to use his knowledge of economics to talk him <laughs> out of a life of crime yeah. and into starting a small business. And explaining why it's so bad <laughs> to steal from people as they travel down the road. Use this power in other places. Redirect it. Mm-hmm. Although definitely do not leave your business card with the no. owner who is currently charmed. <laughs> oh, Argo. I did like that moment of Argo like, oh, okay. And the fear ball being like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> Let me We're explain not do something. That. Weird. No. I absolutely believe spell. they have business cards, though. They absolutely mm-hmm. oh, do. Oh, for sure. They say fantasy Vistaprint on the back, though, because they're the free ones. <laughs> definitely. This is still a startup. We got to save money where we can. They're very lovely cards, and they're very proud of them, which is why Argo was excited to pass one out. But I also like the idea idea that Argo didn't fully realize like oh it, a charm spell was yeah. suddenly put on this guy that mm-hmm. will wear off and he won't always be like this <laughs> you're a bit of an idiot Argo and I love you oh it works they do though also mention the uh the dark Gary which I appreciate very much <laughs> and I imagine it's like you know how like you can like break your iPhone or whatever I forget what uh, they call it but you like your, your device yeah. jailbreak mm. it yeah, like whatever you have to do, it's essentially like that. Like that's how you get onto the Dark Gary is you have to like curse oh. one of them or something. And that's how you <laughs> and maybe that's why they're like, oh, I'm very uncomfortable with the Dark Gary. Maybe he gets maybe a little scary. Maybe he has like an eye patch and a scar. Like, Oh, so you're thinking it's just like one or do they each? Because I'm like, if you have well, a personal Gary and you could like hack it or curse yeah, it. That's yeah. where you get, you draw the angry eyebrows on yeah, that one. Yeah, maybe that's mm. it, yeah. Give it a tiny leather jacket or something. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, again, just going to I your... feel like would have to have like dark hair. Hair? Yeah, like in front of the face. What? I'm thinking of emo. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> maybe maybe you give a them a tattoo. Gary. How about that? You have to give them a tattoo. And oh, that's that's yeah. what uh lets you hack them. You guys are hilarious. Uh sure, <laughs> any of these. I was literally just thinking you curse a Gary, his eyes turn like a glowy purple, like that one scary statue in Hateno Village in Breath of the Wild. I think that's where I was thinking of it. But I mean I love it. You girls want to dress up your Gary's and really get into the get into the mindset of the dark Gary? All right. I support it. Speaking of dark, uncomfortable things, we now have a an ogre who they don't want to follow them. No, no. But you don't want him to turn around and go towards go the to village, town. which don't was do it. a good call. Um, so instead, you encourage him, as after he asks, of course, you know, hey, do you mind if I eat this guy? God. <laughs> He's just there. They're like, yeah, but, you know, really have a sit down with it. Really, you know, really let it digest. Really take your time. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. What did, why? Why was this? Why was this the next step? Why is it on anyone's minds? Yeah. Travis. It is concerning. <laughs> 
I guess, you know, well, I'm thinking. I'm trying to decide if it's sort of environmentally friendly or if it's just like... I mean, like the furball says, it is a waste not want not situation. And now maybe the ogre will be appeased for a fortnight. He's maybe, like a snake, yeah. right? Probably. I, d- I don't know how ogres work. <laughs> I admit. Well, that's what I wonder too. I was like, well, maybe Trav had done some research and knew ogres, you know, eat their friends if they get a chance, or they're just constantly. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I did not do any ogre research. Um, so I guess I just have to take this as fact. And let's all move away from him as quickly as possible. Oh, my God. Let's go find this other centaur. And down the road, well down the road, we are greeted by Deanna, who is second in command to Moen the Strong. I thought it was Malwin. Malwin. Yeah. Malwin. It is Malwin. Sorry. I wrote it. And so I wrote it Mo and Like, I'm going to mow the lawn and I'm going to get a snack later. Those are your always your two <laughs> levels of priority. First this, first a little bit of work, then a little bit of snack. That's how you get through life, friends. It's a great idea. Okay, so this is where they ask point blank, what do they need the apple for? Of course, we know they're going to mm-hmm. burn it and a sacrifice to the spirit of the Scarlet Woods. She makes this very clear multiple yes. times. Mm-hmm. Very dramatically. Very dramatically, as they are moving toward this unsettling tree once again, and we can see the two camps. Mm-hmm. And then you just imagine the big, pretty banners. I imagine there's probably some like little campfires, maybe like mm-hmm. some beanbag toss games, and, like volleyball nets around. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Someone's grilling. Absolutely. And also, there are magical tripwires. There, <laughs> just slightly <laughs> you less. You can just festive. see them. Slightly glinting in the sun. What? If you look too closely at the tree, what's going on over there? Don't worry about it, she says. Yeah, I assume that this is going to come back to haunt them because at some point they're going to have to get close to the tree and they may or may not know what magical traps have been set by both sides. This is Argo's time to shine. You've been practicing with those obstacle courses in the dorm. Come on. Yeah. We know, yes, we know it was just a ruse to get to have tickle fights with each other, but also you did actually pick up some skills from it. So I think, yes, either we will have a scene wherein these tripwires end up maybe alerting us to somebody else going near the tree, maybe our own boys get caught up in it, or yeah, maybe there's a danger of it and Argo's able to disable them. I'm excited to see what happens. It's not the only protection that the tree has either, because they have also told us that uh, there is a barrier and that it takes the magic of both of these clans of centaurs in order to lift it. So this is like serious security business here that they're not they're not going to be able to just sneak past. It doesn't sound right. And there's the sentinel. The tree is never not under watch. (laughs) The tree is never alone. The tree always has a constant (laughs) companion. And as we're finding all of this out, uh, we do get to meet up with Rhodes and Mimi and Moon. Hmm. And real quick, what the hell is Moon's deal? This what guy is, is Moon? Definitely, we know nothing. We don't even yeah. know what what race they are. No, they're Hale, new here. Hale and Sullen is 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 all pretty much all we know. Yeah. That's where I was getting the emo from. Found it. <laughs> just you just had an emo mindset. You've been listening to. A lot of dashboard confessional. A lot of dashboard as you were getting ready for this episode. Um, (laughs) But yeah, as far as Moon goes, he's definitely a spy for fake Hieronymus. It's gotta be. It seems concerning. Yeah, I mean, not their first semester. Suddenly their second semester happens to be on this mission anyway. Seems a little odd. Yeah. Uh Doesn't seem like he's too interested in chatting much. Yeah. Although, I mean, it could be a misdirect. Like, 
you know, maybe it this is just a personality be. thing and not and frankly, necessarily up to anything. Surprise, Mimi is the spy. They've been <gasps> the spy the whole time. Okay, put put a little um, spy. What what's a good symbol for our murder board for the spies? Um, uh, like a silhouette of a, a guy in a hat. Oh yes. yeah, put that like yes. neighborhood creeper little sign yeah, next yeah. to <laughs> Mimi, next to Moon. Put a dashboard confessional CD up next to Moon as well. Okay, perfect. Don't trust either of those. Maybe it's Rhodes. Who knows? All three now of you. Now we love Rhodes. Yeah, but I'm just saying that could be the misdirect. <laughs> Regardless, somebody on this team, you know what? Hopefully isn't working for fake Hieronymus, but... <laughs> And if that's the case, I will apologize to your face. But for now, I don't trust any single one of you. That's fair. That's the name of the game this time around. That is how we have to play these. I mean, I barely trust you two. (laughs) As you should not. (laughs) Well, Rose doesn't completely trust them either because they want to make sure that there's sort of an explicit agreement that they're not going to try to sabotage each other, that they're going to try to find a way to resolve this, uh, you know, for everybody's benefit. Yeah, she's been paying attention to Fitzroy's bullshit, and I commend her for that much. (laughs) Because once Argo says he's on, she makes sure, Fitzroy, you have to say, you're not Mm going to turn around and stab me in the back. Because, you know what, Fearbulg's good. Maybe that's the misdirect. Put the creeper Mm. next to the (laughs) Fearbulg. Well, it also seems like in in the scenarios, like ignoring their secret mission, but talking about just the school mission, I don't know how they're going to resolve this without working with with Rhodes's team because sure you've got these two rival leaders who've not spoken to each other in like 50 years mm-hmm. uh none of them really want anything to do with each other and mm-hmm. suddenly there's only the one apple so like they have to find some way to make it seem like uh there isn't a loser in this scenario, which is right. going to be difficult. Very difficult. It's because, again, the plan sounds pretty solid to begin with. You split the apple. You see if they'll agree to split yeah. the apple, read the seeds, whatever else. Give it to the jocks to burn it, to feed to the god of the forest. But, again, we need this apple to take back to, what is his name? Hagelmas. Hagelmas. Thank you. I don't know why I can't We've been here for five years and I'm still like, who? (laughs) But here's the other interesting thing I just want us all to keep thinking about. And maybe we all have been. So this is where we kind of split up and Fitz and Argo go back into scheme sidebar. And they're planning exactly that. To follow this plan, let them split the apple, and then have the jocks burn it. But then where do these two switch it out? That's where the the real question comes in. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, we're having... A tree sidebar with the fear bulb who's looking at this tree, which is, one, not naturally occurring. Two, seems like it was made to do this. And three, it's a sense of unfamiliar magic to him. Yeah, this is kind of a spooky tree. It's I, like, really I mean, it seems kind of weirdly ominous, right? Like, because you sort of wonder, like, what was the motive? If somebody created this tree, what was the motivation? Like, was there some kind of rift between these two communities of centaurs? And this was a good That's way exactly. to try to, like, patch it right. up so that there was a structure for them to disagree yeah. with each other, which is sometimes the best you can do, like, to keep the peace, I think, is, is to sort of structure the disagreement. But, right. But then that sort of implies that, I mean... Well, I guess there's the possibility that the spell is breaking down for some reason, but it seems more likely that someone has intentionally interfered with this magic, that something has, right. something has been done so that there is only the one apple. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I think it is. This is also where I'm, I'm always so curious to know, what if they had rolled a better 
uh, investigation or uh, perception check. Yeah. 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 I wondered about that, too, because we know that, like, there's sort of this weird evil sort of creeping into some of the forests and and, and this magic that's bleeding from this chasm. And it's sort of like, is it possible that it that it wasn't deliberate per se, but that somehow it's it's been corrupted, I guess, maybe is the Mm -hmm. right word. That's a good point. I hadn't considered that it may be an effect of whatever the other magic is, that, like, maybe this tree really is just this ancient, weird, magical tree, and whatever's happening to the rest of the world is also mm-hmm. affecting it. Yeah, I, I will say, like, in this in this fantasy context, like, they were sort of making fun a little bit of uh, Deanna talking about sacrificing this apple to this spirit that they didn't really know anything about. But this is also a fantasy world. Like, exactly. she could be 100% right. <laughs> I think this is actually a spirit. This is not something that's just, like, in their mind. Yeah. Likely. I mean, like, be. there's a chance. It could be but... theological, but it could be absolutely real. Yeah. Also, we are totally in a fantasy world where this happens. Yeah. I yeah. feel like it's much more likely that the burning of the apple will appease a spirit than the reading of the uh, seeds is going to tell them information. Sorry, nerds. I mean, but what if it does? I mean, we it's don't a know magic what tree. They've done in the past upon reading the seeds and like going by whatever they learned. I think we got loyal real quick to my herd. Obviously. <laughs> dunk on those nerds from the valley i mean they bought a magic eraser in this same episode so i don't know that it's completely outside of the realm of possibility that this tree can tell the future that is also that's very true we pan over to Brittany. you're just wearing a scarlet wood centaurs jersey (laughs) tailgating with them yeah you have your foam dome on your head (laughs) just shouting over at the volleyball match (laughs) <laughs> knocking some other nerd centaur's books out of his own hands <laughs> just the worst that's what happens when you go off put your <laughs> headphones aside so you can't hear what we're talking about <laughs> but again if this tree forest spirit is real don't kill it <laughs> i don't yeah, have anything i don't, don't know what ki- i think don't kill it yeah i think that's a good call i think don't kill it unless it attacks you and you have no choice i think which I, I i would not rule out as a possibility of how this may go wrong i mean that's exactly where it is that's exactly where we're at we're gonna have to see is this an actual fortune telling apple is there an actual forest god that needs appeasement how do we get this apple anyway and it's funny because of course their plan is the Solomon approach, split the yes. apple between the two, da, 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 glue it back together. <laughs> See, they should have bought that glue in the beginning. I don't yeah, know if they picked yeah. up the loose glue from the pocket. Oh, that's true. But this is really the most basic and logical plan that I think they've ever come up with. And I was quite frankly surprised that they didn't go... Well, let's go find the spirit and talk to them and see if they need us to burn this apple. Do they even like it? Maybe we can take, like, you know. Well, I mean, they're also being graded. So, you know, maybe that kind of changes your approach to to your problems. I mean, the last time they were graded, they did go find, what, a fucking attorney's office? That's true. So you just (laughs) never know. That's true. But, I mean, I think, you know, certainly when they're dealing with multiple problems at at the same time, because they have to find a sort of practical solution to splitting this apple. They have yeah. to stop centaur civil war, I guess. Uh, a and lot. they they also have to find a way to get this apple away. And 
well, I mean, so there's this this conversation about whether or not the apple has to be intact. I'm not completely convinced that as long as you have all the pieces, it still works versus like the apple actually has to be intact. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, right. I don't know. I don't know from a magical standpoint. I feel like hard mode would be apple must be intact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but and, like passing grade, though, is as long as you get two halves to him. Right. But of course, this is the part that's not quite the grading. It's more of, hey, there's is, <laughs> there's yeah. a dog slash wizard's life on the line. Yeah, sure. This is the extracurricular part. This is the. <laughs> <laughs> Are they getting extra credit for this? Uh huh. This is the after school special part of it. Yeah. But you know what? We are right at the beginning of this. There is still time if we have to go consult a god of the woods. I wouldn't yeah. put it past him just yet. It's time for goofy shenanigans. Because <laughs> what if this god of the woods comes out and is like, listen, your crops will always be fine. Look around you. The earth is beautiful. <laughs> you people, it's fine. I appreciate you burning the apple. It smells nice, but I don't need to eat it. I've spoken. That's it. So you maybe, know? what if maybe it comes out like... and it's a satyr wearing a, a hood? Oh god, <laughs> it's just been him tricking them for all of these eons. Like I'm hungry, I want an apple. <laughs> Can they just replace this apple with like a, an apple pie Yankee candle or something? Mm, would that maybe. would that do the same? Ooh, <laughs> probably, probably be even better. You guys, listen Burn a little longer. Could we replace the apple seed reading with tea leaf readings? Apple tea. Appletini. Mm. Appletini. There we Just go. Just give them all Appletinis and they won't care about the future That's... anymore. <laughs> I'm telling you. We found it. Solved it. We did this it. This one is done. Clap, clap. We are good. A's all around. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the tavern. Let's go tell Melwin our idea. Oh, shit. Hi, Althea. Ah! As if they didn't have enough problems. Oh, boy. Just a lot of complications with this mission. Right. Too many objectives. And it was already a group project. <laughs> This is a hard class to pass, you guys. Is this an honors class? What's going on? I think so. I think once yeah, you get to the so. hero and villain track, everything's ah. automatically. It's like AP. Yeah. I was just going to say, this is AP now. Uh-huh. And But you know what? Don't worry. She's just here to watch and listen. And listen. Listen. Underline it three <laughs> times. What could possibly go wrong? Mm-hmm. So clearly, this is just the very tip of probably a ridiculous iceberg. That we have started upon. Yeah. There's going to be a lot happening in the next coming mm-hmm. weeks. Because I don't see this being finished up in the next episode. I see this I being... I doubt it. I don't know. I kind of see the centaur one wrapping up. I don't see this one taking too long. But oh, I think it's going to snowball into the next thing. Instead of, like, taking a break, mm. I feel like it might snowball into the next part. I don't know. that. That's just what my gut is telling me. I want five weeks of centaurs. Okay. I'll put in your request with Travis. Thank you. Well, is there anything that we forgot to mention that we want to bring up now? I've never smelled a hashtag good barn. I have smelled a hashtag state fairgrounds. And that's different. It's, I think, quite different. So I wish I could have gotten that like visceral, evocative, ah, yes, I know what you're talking about. I could not. It was not there. I've been in some good barns. I've Hashtag definitely been in barn. some good barns, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I, I I went uh I went once to a, a thoroughbred farm and like those Ow. horses Ooh. those horses are worth a lot of money. I so know. that's that's gonna the that maximum would be a hashtag good barn smell, yeah. Maximum good barn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Indian it smells like horses and it smells like hay and it smells like uh it smells like loam, you know? Like mm. um like kind of good rich earth as opposed mm. to like 
stinky. See, I've stinky smelled town. that. I've smelled like the good earth, but yeah. When he there's said like barn, a, I was like, oh. Yeah, it's like a complicated <laughs> smell because, I mean, there's a little, there's definitely some some poopy smell. Like, I think no yes. matter how good the barn is, there always is. But, well. you know, but you, like even like the wood has has a smell, I think. You know, there's mm-hmm. this, it's a very complicated uh, a complex smell. Yeah, yeah. Fair. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. I either need Yankee Candle to come out with hashtag good barn, barn smell, smell. <laughs> yeah. or we all need to go out and find ourselves a thoroughbred farm and okay. check it out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I think we would be remiss if we did not mention that in, in the course of them creating this rich and complex tapestry, mm-hmm. that we now not only have Boy Cloak magazine, but Fruit Fancy magazine. Thank you. Ah. That is the one I was going to bring up too. <laughs> The fact that Deanna tells Argo about Fruit Fancy Magazine and Fitz immediately is, don't, no, 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 don't, 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 <laughs> don't sign up with it. He Argo's excited, though. He is. It, this is this is all of his interests, really. I mean, this is his passion. It sounds like a great magazine for him. I think he could really get a lot out of it. I appreciate Fitzroy looking out for him. Uh, but yeah, it seems I also understand Argo's excitement for it. He found somebody else who appreciates fruit like he does. There's so much more to the world <laughs> than limes, you know? Yeah. So much room to discover. Who, absolutely. It could open up all sorts of possibilities. I do. I wasn't sure whether that was Fitz warning him that maybe this was some kind of scam, you know, that kind of like, oh, you get yes. a discounted yeah. rate. Or if it was Griffin having having some kind of visceral flashbacks to that time they got horse magazines for years oh my god <laughs> because of mpimpe oh yeah i think they may still i think uh at least as of like a year or so ago i think justin said he was i think they were still getting horse magazines oh my god you just you never know it'll be amazing the things that just show up in your mail and you're like what did i do what did i say to whom that this you is order now a thing. one thing once and suddenly they are sending you their magazine yeah. every three days and they're like how one are you producing this much too yeah. <laughs> once once they're gonna not like, ask for this fantasy publishers clearing house is gonna get in there <laughs> and it's gonna turn out that it's not really a free entry and they're gonna try to get you to subscribe to all these magazines and then you gotta sell them to other people it's Listen, a trap yeah Fitz was right to be wary just i don't know know where you're getting your magazines from i guess just just pick it oh. up at barnes and nobles they'll have it yes there you go, there you go. That's the safest. Then you're not on a subscription. Mm-mm. You have control. Don't let Fantasy Ulta sign you up for a lure. Just don't. <laughs> um, one more thing, though. Yeah. I feel like we do need to speculate on these two leaders. Mm. And what's up? Why haven't they talked to the What? What was the divide? What happened? Right. Are they brothers? Are they lovers? Are they just uh, was one the nerd that got dunked on by the jock too many times? Was one the jock that got hurt by how smart <gasps> the nerd was and outsmarted mm. him on something? Twist. Were they both up for the lead in the same musical? <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. This is getting so deep. There's so it many could options. be any of these. Maybe this is our poll. Maybe what is the relation is between these two? Oh, I love it. <laughs> Speaking of which, it's time for our poll. And it's time for dorm dinner. What are you cooking for us all? Okay, the three answers that were not Doritos and do ramen were all actually really close in votes. Uh, but <laughs> Hot Pot Mac and Cheese did take the win. We are all getting served some delicious cheesy goodness. Ah, it's just it's classic. <laughs> Everybody was craving comfort food, maybe. Mm. Yeah. And it's hard to mess up, really. That's true. 
I've got some brewing right now. Uh-huh, we're all going to bees after this, but first. This time, you tell us, what kind of apple sacrifice would you demand as a spirit of the Scarlet the spirit Wood? of the Scarlet Also, wood. <laughs> since it's too good not to speculate, what kind of falling out did Arturus and Malwin have? We will have both of those polls up on our Twitter, at Romancing Zone. And we will see everybody back at this tree in two weeks. Till then, take care of yourselves, and thanks for joining us. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone.